0: What you have to do is listen for the clues, listen carefully, and that begins today. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday on every platform known to man if you are into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and the Red Hot Pirates at the same place that you found this. Mike Tomlin and Omar Khan will have a press conference today, 11 a.m. over on the south side. I'll be there covering it for DK Pittsburgh Sports, and I will be like you in the sense that I'll be picking apart every syllable. I've got my own questions I'm going to ask, but I know better than to ask a, hey guys, who you taking? <laughs> You know, although I'm pretty sure that's been tried on occasion. So I'm picturing, you know, Tomlin just sitting up, oh, you know what? It's funny that you ask. No one had ever asked this before, but here, here's who we're taking. It's not going to happen like that. But what you can do, and this is the approach that I've taken in the past, is ask about the current roster. Ask about trends. That's another one. In other words, I'm not talking about trends within the team. I'm talking about trends within the league. An example here would be the three safety set that you saw the Steelers tinkering with in 2022 or other usages, especially in the defensive secondary, because that's been the area of football that's morphed maybe more than any other when it comes to corners, nickel corners, dime corners. And then as it relates to the defensive line, and this is going to be my focus The sub-packages, how many guys do you have down, uh, how do you work that with your number of inside linebackers and so forth. That's where you really get your clues and there's two reasons for that. One is that obviously it sets the stage for what the management guys perceive as being their needs, never mind what we perceive. We might see, oh, no, there's only the two inside linebackers, and we're not excited about either of them. And they might say, oh, we're not even going to be using inside linebackers. Do you follow me? We might just go with a bunch of additional corners, or we might go with more beef up front. And then we're not really worried about who the inside linebackers are. The second reason it's good to ask these types of questions is that Tomlin is such, I say this in a positive way, Tomlin is such a nerd. When it comes to pure football talk, if it's general football talk, stuff where he's not given away secrets about this guy or that guy or something that happened in this situation or that situation, he can't resist the subject. He will just, uh, you know, in, in politics, they refer to these people as policy wonks, people who are just totally into the, 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 the nitty gritty of everything that's underneath. That's Tomlin. That's that's how he lives. What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? Respect, rigor, relevance. That's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career-ready, relevant skills. Visit pointpark.edu to learn more. So if one of the questions that I have for him is about, you know, using... Two down linemen versus three, or even what they would anticipate the role of Demarvin Leal to be moving forward. Something we've been talking about on this show for a while. Uh, you know, could he be the guy that moves out to the edge? Uh, could he be someone who stays on the inside, bulks up, adds weight? He's done both of those things. There's always discussion one direction or the other. Which way he's going with the weight? He can fluctuate very easily depending on what it is that you need. Big, big dude. But if I bring that up, then I'm going to hear, huh, maybe they really don't need another person here or another person there. But my own outlook on everything remains focused on the defensive line or if you want to just refer to it as the defensive front. It doesn't matter what you want to call them. If they're up there, they're up there. They they've got a job to do. They got to stop the run. They got to rush the quarterback. <laughs> Wherever it is you line up and whatever the label happens to be. Because I still see that as the opportunity that the Steelers have in this draft by picking 17, 32, and 49. If you go first slash best with defensive line, and I've laid out for you before that I don't think that's easy. I don't think that's a slam dunk. I don't know that Brian Brissy from Clemson, who I really like, is going to be there at 17. If he is, I think the Steelers will like him enough to snap him up, all other things being equal, as I'm always relaying here. You don't just want to take him because he's that position. You want to take him if they see him as being equal to Uh, a corner or another position. But from there, you've also got to look at what it is that the Steelers view that they're missing there. Is it just someone who's going to eventually become uh, a cam successor? In that case, you don't really care all that much. You just want a really, really high-grade defensive lineman, and you'll let the rest of it sort itself out. But if you're looking for someone to make a dent for you in 2023, and you probably ought to be considering you're picking the 17th best prospect on the planet, then yeah, then yeah, you got to know a little bit about where he'd fit. And that's, that's where I'm going to try to do my best. Again, not making any promises here, but I do know that in the past, I've left that particular press conference as close to convinced as I could possibly be about a given position and sometimes even a given player that I felt they were going to take. That's, that's how much comes out of that. Now you can counter that, you know, the last couple of years, it was pretty easy. They were advertising to the whole world that they were going to take first a running back and then a quarterback. But I can go back before that. I thought it couldn't have been more obvious that they were going to go chasing one of the Devons, for example, to try to replace Ryan Shazier. And when they did it, look, not one of us, not me, not you, not anybody was surprised. But this one is a little bit different. This one is, it's not so much in their control, which sounds a little silly considering that they're drafting a lot higher than they usually do. But it's not there for them to just say, we want this and we're going to get this. We want that player and we're going to get that player. Unless you do something to arrange moving up and chasing Jalen Carter, you're not going to have a defensive lineman that's just going to be sitting there with all wrapped up in a bow on top or whatever as 17 comes around. They kind of had that feeling about Najee. They didn't have that feeling about Kenny. And I still don't know what they were going to do if Kenny hadn't dropped. But with this one, and with the vibes that I get about defensive line, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how aggressive they want to be. We'll see how much faith they might or might not have in Carter. Not as a football player, but as everything else. So, we'll see. We'll see. I suspect we're going to know a lot more by around lunchtime today. When we come back, J1Q. Today's J1Q comes from Hugo Gonzalez, who says, Well, DK, how many times have I heard from you now that the Steelers have a need for defensive line? Now, it's not a need, and corner is the need. Which is it? Hugo, let me be a lot clearer than maybe I've been in the past on the line between these two. To me, when I talk about the need... For the Steelers at defensive line, I'm talking at a franchise level. I'm talking about for the long term. The 2023 edition of the Steelers really needs a corner. Do you see the difference? If not, I'm not sure I could you know do much better than that. I see this team as always needing a defensive line presence of significance. That's been Cam Hayward for a long time. Before him, there have obviously been many others. But that's that, to me, is part of the fabric of what this franchise is all about. You have to have a fixture there. You've got to have at least one guy, and again, the Steelers have been blessed to have more than one at times, who can hold that down. Otherwise, you're not stopping the run. Otherwise, you're not intimidating the other team. Otherwise, you're not getting that leadership where you're used to getting it from both on and off the field. I don't look at Larry Ogunjobi and say there is a continuation of the Steelers' lineage at the defensive line position. I don't look at DeMarvin Leal as some budding star. Maybe he will be. I'm just saying I don't look at him that way. What I do see is that Cam is getting toward his mid-30s, and that's not going to hold up forever. He's just not. I know it might seem like he will, but he won't. So in my perfect world, that's what you'd get. You'd get a defensive lineman there, and you would address corner, which is a—it's just a riskier pick, you know? That's the other thing about corner that bugs me. It's like, I'd like to get someone else. I'd like to get someone high up in the draft, whether it's at 17, 32, or even 49, where you can say, all right, we're going to throw this individual into the mix. We're going to have them learn from Patrick Peterson. We're going to have them uh become maybe more versatile than they were in college. If things don't work out on the outside, you can try them on the inside. That's always a nice little parachute to be able to pull. But I don't look at a corner as a foundational thing. Maybe, given that this franchise has also had Mel Blunt and Rod Woodson in the fold, I should, but I don't. I don't. I've seen too much uncertainty at that position. Not in Pittsburgh, just everywhere. And there's no one who would dispute that there's no Sauce gardener in this class. There's no one who's just going to walk right out of the field the way Sauce did and make this massive impact and have everybody talking about how he's Canton bound. Not going to happen. Not going to happen with this group. There are three corners who rise above. We've talked about them endlessly. But that doesn't mean they're Sauce. So when you're looking at the a, a team need for 2023 – I'd rather see that go to a defensive lineman, and I'd rather see a corner come from wherever. If it's later in the draft, if it's not this year, obviously, but in following years, free agency, fine. At least you smoke them out a little bit better if you let them go to free agency. If you let them uh, learn the NFL and have the NFL expose both their strengths and their weaknesses i i hope that clears that up i could see where it would sound confusing it's not me going back and forth i just want to see i more than anything let's see the right defensive linemen line up i appreciate the question i appreciate everybody listening to daily shot of steelers and we'll do another one tomorrow that'll be all about the tomlin and concession today